So, so I have a test when you're trying to check someone is old enough. Okay. Right? Okay. There is, um, and I mean old enough as in not still questionably in their early 20s. So, so I wanted me. to test me. it on you, Yasmin. <laughs> okay, so obviously if I was like, you just lost the game, you probably know about that because you've seen that all over over socials and stuff, right? And the revival on TikTok. Yes. If I just said to you, Yasmin, you've just lost the game. I I don't. I don't know what you're on about. Great. Okay. So that is one test for age. <laughs> Number two test for age is to say to someone, I'm on a boat and see what they say back. I'm on a boat, bitch. I'm on a boat. Something, 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 something. There I'm you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you say it with my flippy flappies, then I know you're old enough. And so for anyone who is now in their 30s that is how you test that someone is old enough to sleep with you're welcome okay better let the pop punk bands know hello and welcome to on wednesdays we wear black with me sophie k and Yasmin Suman. Hey, well last week i was the awesome Yasmin Suman. yeah i don't like you as much this week bitch this week we are going back through some more of your listener emails because i've taken charge of the email account and so now we're seeing the emails yes i'm replying to emails that we need to reply to um so we're going to be going through some of those i've got them all ready yasmin amazing thank you um and i'll read through some of them have you got anything to add today or do you want me to just dive in um you know i've had quite a nice day i wonder if penguins know that they are the only birds that can't fly and if they get a bit depressed when they see other birds flying, do you think Chickens it's can't fly. Oh. But they can fly a little bit, but they can't proper fly. They can, Ex- like, glide. Exactly. Exactly. Penguins can't fly. So why do they have wings? That's what's on my mind today. <sighs> okay, right. Let's start with these. <laughs> let's start with these listener emails. Okay, I've got one here that says, Big fan, just to say... As it didn't come up in the pod, that one massive advantage of socials is that... So this is probably when we did our social episodes and whether it's um, harming your mental health ages ago. Um, one advantage of socials is their accessibility to disabled people. Apparently, yes, yes. it's accessibility day or something. This is a long time ago. This is actually 2021. Um, so I thought I'd say my piece. Very interesting. Okay. Mm. Um, I hadn't really thought about that, had you? Um. I mean, like, when it comes to, like, activism and stuff, a lot of disabled people can't go out and protest, so I imagine they would do activism online because that's more accessible for them. So I, I, it kind of it crossed my mind before, but that's a good point. That's a good that's point. That's a good point. Thank you for sending that in. So we got another email in here. This is from Colin. Hi, Colin. Hi, Colin. Who said, just a quick message to say how much I enjoyed my first listen. I'm 34 and my golden years were the arse end of new metal and the best years of emo. So it was awesome to go down memory lane and interesting to hear how you guys arrived at the emo genre. I actually had no idea about emo rap. Um, So I'm going to be giving your recommendations a listen. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank Um, you. Colin, thank you so much for that, Colin. I wonder if Colin's still listening. Hi, Colin. Would you like to listen to some more emo rap? I hope you didn't scare off Colin with all your... I didn't scare off Colin. Colin, if you're still listening, DM me. 
Let's have a hug and a kiss. I bet you scared off Colin. No, Colin. Anyway. Colin, no. <laughs> we got another one here from Fergal, who got in touch about the Satanic Temple episode, which is the one we did. Okay. This is a pretty controversial email, so we're not gonna we're not gonna. This isn't our words. These are the words of Fergal. Um, yo, love the pod. Not controversial. We agree with that. We love the pod too. Um, okay. Just emailing to big up my pals in the Satanic Temple, not to be confused with the Church of Satan. The Hail Satan documentary sums it better than I can, but the Satanic Temple do proper work, mostly in the US, like raising legal challenges to discriminatory discriminatory religious practices and abortion restrictions, and, related to the last episode, a campaign about the long-lasting damage done to innocent people's lives by the Satanic Panic. Wow. Check out their grey faction web pages whereas the church of satan uh are on twitter i guess oh and church of satan also charged to become a member and now try to take credit for satanic temple activities when they're actually just libertarian bellends <laughs> keep amazing. doing what you do amazing thanks lad thanks so obviously fergal um is into that world have you looked into Satanism at all since we lasted the episode, Yasmin? Yeah, because there's this whole talk about like abortion rights in America right now. Yeah. And I can't remember if it's the Church of Satan or the Satanic Temple. One Satanist movement is trying to protect abortion rights for women in the oh, US. Oh, that is the Satanic Temple. Yes! Shout out to the Satanic Temple! Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely thinking about joining. I kind of want to. Are they taking members? Let's join, Sophie. I'm sure they are. Let's make an episode out of joining. So this is a follow-up message from Tom. Okay. When we did our episode about Men Need Love too, mm-hmm. And Tom said, I wrote it in a little while ago when you were asking for men's perspective. I talked about how I didn't feel like I fit into the scene and so never went to gigs uh, until I finally made a like-minded friend in my mid-twenties. But, but... So Tom wrote in, said... I wanted to say thank you so much for your kind words. The episode episode meant a great deal to me and helped me realise that looking the part isn't always the way to appreciate the music and not doing so doesn't automatically mean I don't belong. Tom, I love you. <laughs> and so then Tom said, um, thank you for that and went to a gig for the first time in ages, the first gig since turning 30 and the first gig since having to shave his head due to lousy jeans and he was really worried because you know shaving his head and things but then he said he didn't focus on who's looking at me he just went and had fun and got sweaty that's and so enjoyed cool it. Isn't i'm so it? happy for him that's awesome and so we helped tom go to his next gig isn't that beautiful oh my god sophie we're actually changing lives whoa we are changing shit um Holy we should shit. do i think we should do another i keep saying this but i think we should do another men need love too episode we should bring on a a prominent man in music to do that though like we should bring somebody in who's spoken about like you know men's mental health and stuff Ooh, i've got a friend who works with men to help um build them up Ooh, and does workshops yes we can get some people we'll do like a proper that guys and we'll do it we'll probably do it anyway because we don't know when to shut the fuck up but i digress (laughs) okay oh this is an interesting one oh this is an interesting one. Um, right. Hello to this person. Hello. They said, 
There is a guy in one of my classes who probably holds the most right-wing opinions that I've ever seen a teenager have. Ooh. He's made racist, sexist and homophobic comments in the past, is a proud conservative and would have voted for Trump in the American election if he was an American and a voting age. Oh, Awkward. Oh, God, okay, yeah. Anyway, today I found out he's really into heavy music and his favourite band is actually the big Slippy K, the SK2 Trappy Slipknot. Oh my gosh. I was so shocked when I heard this and then I actually became quite angry. I was just wondering if I have any right to be angry with him, in brackets, gatekeeping confuses the shit out of me, and if there's anything I should say to him, there's no one else in my year that actually likes this music. And if, um, had he had better political opinions, I feel like I could have maybe tried to be friends with him. But I just can't get over the hypocrisy of his entire existence. I feel like the only time is acceptable to gatekeep is when someone's a bigot. And you can be like, well, actually, did you know the band you're listening to completely disagree with your views and would probably think you're stupid? Mm, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, oh, do you know what? As well, this person said, thank, thank you for the podcast. You've helped me through some dark times and helped me understand myself more. Oh, love you. Do you know what? I'm going to tell you now. Here's an interesting fact okay. for this person. If he looks into it, he will find that the management company behind bands like Slipknot and Megadeth and some of the biggest bands that we have in the world of metal is actually just taken over race uh rock against racism which was a big thing that happened in in the 70s and the clash played and it was a big charity and it's being revived right now and so if you went to somewhere like Knotfest, rock against racism would be there because slipknot feel very strongly that they are anti-homophobia anti-racism all of those things so Basically, if you believe in right-wing politics and like any kind of alternative bands, you're stupid. So if... You're if stupid. You can, you can tell him if you want to win the argument, hey, hope you never bump into Slipknot one day because they would absolutely annihilate you with those views. Uh, well, here's a question though, because I see this on TikTok a lot. Can you be into alternative music and believe in right-wing politics? I mean, yes, you can but it would be hypocritical. But I think there's bands for those people, like... Um, but that's five bad. Finger death, five Finger Death... Well, that's just the way of the world, isn't it? Five Finger Death Punch, I put in that camp. Yeah, I would put... Um, what's his name? Phil Anselmo and Pantera in that camp. I wouldn't put the whole of Pantera, but Phil, definitely. Or, like, any of the, the generally discriminatory black metal bands. You know, they're all there. It's interesting. I think um, David Draymond from Disturbed is pretty left-leaning, but after after the way the world has gone and he's been called out for so many opinions, I bet he's been quiet because they have a lot of right-wing fans. Yeah, it must be. What do what do musicians do when they have right-wing fans? Like, what do you even do with yourself? Because like, if I had right-wing fans, I'd be like, fuck off. And that <laughs> I don't is want why. Billy Joe is the absolute icon of all icons because he is like cool people out. Even Nickelback called people out for using their songs in campaigns. Never made it as a wise man. <laughs> got it, got it as a bonus thing. Who uses, I love Nickelback, but who uses Nickelback in their campaign? Like, I might have made that fact up. 
Like, who goes, mm, you know what I need to walk out on this campaign? Campaign. Hang on, I'm going to... How you remind me by Nickelback. I'm going to Google this. I can I imagine just... Donald Trump walking out to like, look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time I do it makes me laugh. I am Googling this because sometimes I make things up and I take sometimes two bits of information. mentally ill brains decide, hmm, I'm going to fabricate the truth. I found an article, Nickelback dragged into Trump feud with Biden after I can't be bothered to agree to agree, read all of that. Ah, it was after Trump shared a doctored photograph video. Oh. Uh, that was it. Yeah, so President Trump shared this thing and look at this photograph. Oh. Um, and they weren't happy about it. But anyway, any who's. Any who's. More emails coming in. Let's have a look. We've, had, we've got loads. Um, please help a struggling student out. Um, my name is Courtney and I'm a student in Glasgow and I'm about to begin my research. Oh, sorry. This is a few months ago. We probably missed that. Um, we get the- a few emails like that and I'm like, oops, sorry, we missed that. <laughs> um, so this one is, we will get to them eventually. It's just if you've got a deadline, we're not always the best people to email. Um, so the point that they had to discuss was, has the alternative scene come as far with gender equality as the press would like us to believe? When we I have would this say... Go on, you first, you first. I love that we were both like, well, yeah, here's my 10-point well, power presentation on this. Do you know what? As someone who's... I've been around um, a while, you I'd say yes. It's, it's come along leaps and bounds and there was a thing where it was like there were lots of women in PR and all those and but then the guys running everything and making the real money jobs they were dudes but now those dudes have started hiring women and more diverse groups I think there's still a lot of growth to be had but I think we've come leaps and bounds and I think sometimes there's a tendency for um, people to want things to be solved overnight yeah, I was going to say, I completely agree with everything you just said. What I find interesting is whenever we have this conversation about gender inequality, we always discuss like women and men because that's the stereotypical like gender inequality that's happened in the industry because trans people and non-binary people and people who are gender non-conforming haven't even really existed in these spaces to have these kind of conversations. So for me, I definitely think there needs to be more gender non-conforming people in the music industry. But you know, it's happening. I'm I'm in there. I'm doing things. I'm the head of my own department right now. You so. see what I'm happening. What I'm seeing is there does need to be more um, gender non-conforming. And so the people in these companies are promoting, like, fast tracking gender non-conforming people. That's what I've seen. Um, so you're I might basically be saying that my career is a sham. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a sham. I'm saying that people are... I don't think, I'll give over. (laughs) I think you already, you already had your career to prove. True. Like you've you've proven your career that you can do well. How many other people in the UK can achieve what you've achieved on TikTok? So it's just like in the UK in, so anyway, but I do feel like within companies, people are getting fast tracked. And I think that's people of color as well. And I think it's great because you have to do that to open the equality. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now like there's editors of of rock magazines and metal magazines who are women who are people of color like it's it's all changing it's happening it's really we're getting there do you know what i'm seeing happen though and i'm sorry i'm not coming for gen z 
But um, what I am seeing a lot is a lot of young people aren't getting opportunities and then are blaming it on the fact that, oh, it's because I'm brown. Oh, it's because I'm non-gender conforming and it's misogynist and it's all white men and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's like, no, it's just because you've got no experience. Yeah, there's that. And, And you've just got to earn your stripes. And I think sometimes some of the older women seem like really misogynistic, but it's because you do have to work. You have to work at it for a while. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just like apply for jobs and get them instantly. Getting into the music industry is a graft and it's hard. You mean the whole world doesn't revolve around me and every time <laughs> things don't go my way, it's not a complete and utter nightmare? Yeah. Um, wow. This is a good one. Wow. Uh, so Rosie, she, they, 26... Oh, sorry, I'm reading out their entire de- details. <laughs> um, but listening to your podcast for a while now, um, learned a lot of things. I have an idea for a topic you could cover. Oh. It's one we don't talk about or celebrate enough in music, and that's neurodiversity. So like autism, ADHD, Tourette's, epilepsy, so dyslexia, true. and the like. So true. So I wonder um, if it would be possible to talk about that more. Um, I started as a music journalist but found the networking and busy side of things a huge struggle because of my autism. Crowds are difficult for me, meeting new people, traveling, asserting myself. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so they said they would like to see it talked about more. Interesting. Well, I think, and just from speaking to neurodivergent people, like social media has helped a lot with networking because there's not those social oh, barriers yeah. of like trying to understand somebody and trying to read their behavior. Whereas online, you can kind of you have more time to carefully craft what you're going to say and how you're going to reply. And also, like, there's just easier, more accessible ways to network with people that were usually, like, very inaccessible. So I think that's a good conversation point, and I'd love to do a video on that. But I think if we did, like, a a, a video, a a podcast episode... My brain is broken. What? (laughs) I'd love to do a podcast episode on that, but I'd love to bring somebody on who is actually autistic, um, because I've... I feel like we have no input into that. Like, I mean, I think I'm in the process at the moment um, of getting diagnosed for ADHD. Oh my gosh, what? And I was speaking to someone the other day who is also in the same process. And there's certain people you can just see that they're definitely neurodivergent. I had that the other day with someone who said, who um, was, who said to me that they could, they were dyslexic and they help kids with neurodivergence. They said yes, please do get diagnosed. They said, because I can see the way you think and the way you look up and you grab thoughts from the air physically with your hands. And she was like, that's definitely neurodivergence. So anyway, I'm not saying I'm diagnosed. I'm still in the process. It takes a long time to get diagnosed, blah, blah, blah. That must but, be so fun. Someone seeing you going, yeah, you've definitely, you're, you're definitely neurodivergent. Hey, y'all. Love it when an American comes in the room. Hey, Hello. y'all. Hey. Ah, Hillary's from the Midwest. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm an American who loved Night Alive back when no, What Are no. You So Scared Of came Southern out accent. and got to see them at Warped. Okay. I admit I haven't kept up with them, Thomas, but Jenna uh, is a great artist and I'm so glad they're still out there. Forrest Gump, Jesus Christ. It is pretty hard to see, hear about Australian bands with without Warped going on anymore, at least me. Uh, the last Aussie band I was able to see was Hands Like Houses. Oh, they're amazing. When they toured with Amorosa in 2018. Love the podcast. I found it after Sophie did an interview for Standard Issue. And it's helped me reconnect with my emo punk past. I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> and like, find new bands to enjoy. For my own sanity, please. <laughs> Hilary, thank you so much for giving me a chance. 
to not do you, that Hillary. accent. Hillary, you were great. Sophie, <laughs> never do that again. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. Do you know what? One of my favourite things. Uh, thank you so much for that email, Hillary. But one of my favourite things is um, whenever I chat to Lizzie Hale, because she goes, hello, darling. And I always want to say it back. And then you're like, no, I'm British. I, I can't be like, don't hello, do it. Darling. Don't do it. When you speak to someone with a different accent, do not impersonate their accent back to them. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. You would know. Shut up! That your first word every time you speak to an American is literally, and I can always tell if we ever do an interview with any Americans, listen up for Yasmin going. That's literally, literally, it is. with with like a D, literally. Okay, sorry, <laughs> literally in it. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Um, Malik said, "Oh no, sorry." Elijah said, "I'm 22 from Nevada." Hi. Love it. I love these international vibes. Hey. Uh, love the podcast. Um, and basically, Elijah wants to know about some of the bands that um, he listens to and okay. find out what people think of them. So let's list them off. Okay. And quickly tell me what you think, Yasmin. Like Cleopatric. One, one word. Yeah. Cleopatric. I've heard of them, but I don't actually know who they Great. are. Great. Ready the Prince? Heard of them, but don't know who they are. Sigmentati, Deep Six. Stop me when you know one. Deep Six. I know Deep no- Six. What do you think? They're okay. Nova Twins. I love them! Love Nova Twins. I mean, as if you have to ask us what we think of Nova Twins. I know. We are their fan club. Um, Fang Club. Fang. Oh, I like them. They're really good. They are really, Sick really good. Sick Joy. Uh, uh, my ex likes them. So. Uh, I interviewed them the other week. I think they're really good. But also, um, we hate Yasmin's ex. Uh, waste Youth. Passion. Waste Youth, man. In it, bruv. Uh, they're okay, yeah, they're okay. Waste you've dim. Tell me when to stop when you want to talk about a band. Turnstile. I love Turnstile! <laughs> the Dirty Nil. Dinosaur Pileup. Oh my gosh, oh, yes, Dinosaur Pileup. One of the greatest bands. Um, Chastity, Lily. Now you're talking. You said my band. Horror. Oh, yes, I love horror. Spelled H O 99099. So yeah, just wanted to see what we thought about all of those bands. Um, Very good. Turn out we love a lot of them. Good bands, good bands. Um, also, we've got I've got one email that says possibly the longest email you'll get all week. So we'll read that one last. Okay. But Colleen said, hello, wonderful fellow carbon-based life forms. Amazing. To quote Rao from Enchikari. I heard you quite rightly putting Spotify in the bin because they don't pay artists well. We also love Spotify because we're on Spotify. And if they want to pay us for a sponsorship, <laughs> we will shell out. Like, I'm 100%. really sorry, guys. We will. Anything for money. Um, and this person said that they found Tidal and sent us a, a chart of how much, like, Spotify pays and how much Tidal pays and how good they are. Oh, Tidal. Tidal, which is, that's the one that's owned by Jay-Z. Yeah, the one that Beyonce, like, put her whole album on for a few years and then put it on Spotify. Oh. Yeah, because I think... No one, not enough people using Tidal. That's the problem. It's not enough people actually care. Yeah. Like the artists care, but but the people, people don't are lazy. care. People and you'd are have lazy. to get like so many people putting their music on Tidal. Yeah, you'd have to buy out Spotify at this point. At this point, yeah. Which they could do. Like it's Beyonce and Jay Z. You telling me they can't afford to buy Spotify and start sorting that shit out? True. True. In fact, why haven't the biggest musicians in the world bought out Spotify? If musicians... Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, why haven't they all just chipped in a bit of two pence here and there? 
sort out the world's problems. Mm. Anyway, that's why I don't trust people with money. And LA is a fucking cult. Amazing. What Just is in case you've forgotten. Email? This is Yasmin hurrying me through. Okay. I'm like, so I feel like I've had enough of you now. We've got two two left. Okay. This one from Ash. Um, hello. I just want to say thanks for being part of the joy in my life. Oh my gosh. Oh my um, I'm just wondering if you could help me with a little bit advice. Advice. Okay. okay. I got invited to a big event by a friend who got a free box seat ticket from their work. And it was a metal festival. I've never gone VIP to anything, so this was super exciting. But this person also invited their normie friend. Okay. When Wage War came on, I lost my entire shit. High Horse was playing and I headbanged, uh, yes. yes. I danced and sang my heart out, wouldn't we all? This is my first time really being able to safely rock out since the pandemic. So I definitely was free, was feeling it. Mm. Then all of a sudden, the normie friend turned to me and said that I needed to calm down no no now I don't know if she's ever been to a show like this before or if she was worried how I made us look since we we're in a fancy box seats either way it took me back to my teenage years growing up in a black household and being told to turn down the music I liked having my band shirts hidden from me her calm down comment didn't stop me from enjoying the show but it definitely took me out of the experience for a little bit if she was a stranger, I rightfully would have told her to fuck off. But out of respect to my friend who invited me, I just ignored it. It's been a couple of days since the show and this person can't let the comment go. How would you react? Um, I would should I have to tossed her off. into the pit? I would should I have said something to my friend? How can I not let this comment get to me anymore? Wow. Well, I would have told them to fuck off. So you're a much better person than me wow jam do you know what i probably wouldn't because i know that i can go into my little shell sometimes and when someone says something that sends me into my shell it can be game over for me and i feel physically sick mm. so i feel fee jam and that's that's so difficult but do you know what that person's just not your people Mm-mm. and that person was in your world And let me tell you, as someone who has been backstage, who's been in the fancy seats, to get in the fancy seats at a big, heavy metal festival like that, normally you're a bit like Yasmin and I, and you've been to so many gigs that you end up getting a bit jaded. And so when you see someone thoroughly enjoying it, it's it's actually really lovely to see because it it cheers your day up because you're like, do you know what? I'm so sick of seeing all of these media wankers who (laughs) have lost the love for it all. And so when you see someone who's still got that passion, it's amazing. So let me tell you now, all of the rock people around you who were in the fancy seats were going, yeah, go on. And loving that you were loving that band. The band were enjoying that you were loving that band. And fuck the normie person because they're not part of their scene, of our scene. This is our scene now. Amen. That's how we move. We head back. We do so that true. shit. So. Yes. Anything to add to that, Yasmin? No. I feel like you've summarised it. And now we got to our last email. It made me angry for Jam because I just feel for them because I hate feeling judged. I just, I pick violence all the time, so I can't really. Yeah, you're actually a lot more, what's the word, um, self-assured than I was in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> and you're quite self-confident for someone in their 20s i admire that thanks. i admire it thank you thanks it's all the drama i went through as a teenager <laughs> wait i mean i went through that but i just swallowed it down and so it made me really insecure and yeah anyway 
Right. Hello on Wednesdays We Wear Black. This is possibly the longest email you'll get all week, even though we're reading it like a month later. Um, Amazing. So basically this person got in touch with our Men Need Love 2 episode about being a 25-year-old virgin. Okay. Um, and they want to say thanks for reading it and give us a little bit of an update. Oh. Um, been some, there's part of it that we're not allowed to read out loud and that's okay Okay. um but this person said there's been some other big life moments since i last contacted you guys i was at slam dunk north very drunk whilst waiting for we are the in crowd to start one of the voices in my head started saying i think i'm non-binary oh now i've been waiting years for this uh we are the in crowd reunion so other parts of my head were like really you chose now to have an identity crisis fuck uh, off uh. now i want to enjoy the band and then proceed to drink for the next 10 hours or so and then two days later the voice came back like yeah i still feel like this is a thing after a lot of thinking and wondering i'm now fully non-binary i found a label that fits uh, um, I i'm that. i found a label that fits demi male It's where you identify as partially male and partially another gender. For me, it's partially male and partially non-binary. It's still very much a work in progress, but I've been open about it pretty much since it happened. Um, Several members of my family have had the same reaction of, oh, I thought you meant something to do with email. (laughs) So that's the thing. I don't get that joke. Demi-male, email. Oh, okay, I get you. Um... (laughs) So that's the thing. After this, I replayed the non-binary episode with my mum in the car. I don't think it revolutionised her mindset, but I think she gets it a bit now. So cheers. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much. Isn't that amazing? And that congratulations so to you for Congrats. finding yourself. Congratulations. It's um, it's a journey that might take a long time or it might take a day. Like it's, it's I'm always finding out new things about myself, but that is amazing. Congratulations. And you are supported. You've got friends right here on the podcast and everyone that listens. We will you beat up anybody alone. who's mean to you. Okay. We love you. Apart from your family, because that's not right, Yasmin. Uh, speak for yourself. I'm going to <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this person said, you said you wanted ideas for episodes. I thought about sending these, but now I have a better excuse. All right. Are you ready for these ideas? And we can discuss them quickly. Okay. Topic one, merch. I always try and support bands by buying merch and that, but there's a limit where stuff is just too much. Like I get mostly making their living off this stuff, but sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm not paying 50 pounds for a sweater, guys. Yeah, okay. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so, many, so many bands do booze now. I haven't tried any yet, but I'm assuming at least some of them are good. Um, topic two. In fact, what do you think of that one? Merch. Um, I mean, we have merch, Sophie, and I'm wearing it right now, so I would... <laughs> but ours isn't... Ours actually had believe it or not a very very low profit margin and so when other artists are selling it for the same price as us because they sell a thousand t-shirts they would make a decent amount of money from it but because we're selling off such low small profit margin we didn't make ours wasn't to make money it's just to cover costs of running the podcast yeah yeah true um i'd like the idea of like partnering with a beer company or more like a a spirit company because I'm not really a beer person but I am a spirit person so if Jägermeister want to hit us up I think this saying. person's more so talking about like um talking about your merch collection and how it might be getting too too expensive now um I don't know I think merch for me so like 
Before, I used to support a band by buying like merch, even if I wouldn't wear it. Now, I only really buy merch if I would actually wear it and it goes with my outfits and I style it into my looks. But I'll usually buy like a CD or a vinyl and that's how I support them. And that's usually like a set price as well. So I kind of know what I'm getting into. I think it did, for me personally, I think if it's a small band, get involved with merch. When it's like 50 quid for a massive band, a lot of the time it's because the venue is taking a massive cut yeah so if you see a t-shirt for for like quite a high price it's normally because the venue has put like a a 40 percent cost and then they've got to pay their managers and then by the time they divide it all there's hardly anything left um topic two worst gig experiences oh Oh. that would be a good one oh there's so many that come to mind (laughs) and they've sent in their worst gig experience wait a minute we'll do that one time thank you for that uh times you fell out of love with music oh That's a big one. Because I think we get a lot of messages from people who fell out of love with music because um, of racism or anything like that. Yeah, I used to love falling in reverse. (laughs) I fell out of love with music for um, when I had a nervous breakdown in 2016, when I um, lost my job, lost my partner, all of these things all at once. Um, He didn't die, by the way, he dumped me. Um, same I'm having a nervous breakdown right now (laughs) um I couldn't work I couldn't um like it was really serious I couldn't do anything and I could only put my mind to things for maybe up to an hour a day and I just used to have to sit depressed and I could only listen to music that I'd listened to before that day I couldn't listen to anything afterwards really Mm. and I couldn't listen to any new music like even if my favorite bands released a new album I couldn't listen to it Wow. And so I, I literally listened to um, 21 Pilots and Alyssa Cara. Amazing. I've just been listening to Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens for the past two months. And I'm, I'm a kind That's because that. you're just a massive emo. That's true. 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 Um, and that was our email from that person. I'm not going to say your name just in case you don't want us to. But thank you so much for all of your emails. And I hope we got through all of them. If we missed any, um, please do get in touch. Yes, we will actually start checking them now. We promise. <laughs> yes, we are. We are on it. We are um, top of your emails. Send them through. How do you send them through, Yasmin? You can send them to wewearblackpod at gmail.com or you can DM us at, at wewearblackpod on Twitter and Instagram. You can DM me. I'm at Yasmin Sumanex on everything. You're less likely to get responses in DMs, though, to be fair. Oh, um, yeah, true. There's like so many like weird, creepy men who hit on me every single day and reply to my stories. So I just don't hey. look anymore. Something else. You promised people badges. So I forwarded you a few emails because you promised people badges if they sent their address. Oh, really? So if you if Yasmin promised you a badge and you haven't received it, don't hate us. Yasmin is on it. I Just, am on it. I didn't even We're know. taking time. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, to get in touch with me, it's at I am Sophie K. And oh, we didn't do words of wisdom. What's your words of wisdom, Yasmin? Don't ever email us for advice. <laughs> Because it's usually bad. <laughs> oh, not it, well, you can email us for advice as long as you don't want um, as long as you don't want us to fix your world problems. Because we can't even fix ourselves. <laughs> What's your words of wisdom, Sophie? My words of wisdom would probably be: things get easier throughout life. So whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're going through, isn't gonna matter in a few years time and I know people said that at high school and you probably didn't believe it but they were right those kids at high school don't matter anymore and it's the same now and the older you get the better it gets 
So just keep on living. Awesome. Well, thank you and bye. Goodbye. Bye. You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.